Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. This is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from season one, episode 38, in my conversation with Adam Sykes, who co-authored Niloufar Rahmani's memoir, Open Skies, My Life as Afghanistan's First Female Pilot. I kind of connected with Adam from the perspective of a former military member. He is a Marine and an intelligence officer and also, you know, has done some graduate school. So in this transition from academic and military writing to writing fiction, there are some challenges. And even if you're not writing fiction, I think part of this conversation will resonate with almost any pilot because in the aviation environment, You're typically not used to exposing your emotional side, but in writing, whether you're doing it in fiction or in your memoir, at some point, you're going to be exposing parts of yourself that might feel a little uncomfortable, particularly with our experiences in our world. Yeah. So tell me about that. Um, How did you hone your craft? Because clearly, like, you know, first of all, you're talking about writing fiction. That's a whole separate craft from writing a memoir. How did you prepare to write, generally speaking? And and then how did you prepare to write this specifically? So generally speaking, it's, I think, some of it boils down to an interest. You have to want to write, you know, there's got to, you got to be willing to uh, put the time in to squirrel away by yourself for long periods of time. And uh, you have to be open to criticism to get better. You know, uh, your first draft, you've got to realize is going to be most likely end up in the the circular file folder. And you've got to keep going back around. So you got to be open to that. You've got to find some kind of satisfaction in that. And I like doing that. You know, I got to write a lot uh, either in uh, with my master's program or even with, you know, the intelligence community. If you don't write it down, it never happened. So there's a lot of writing that goes in. So you take that and I, I enjoyed it. But you're right. When you're writing fiction versus writing nonfiction, you're talking about two very different things. And when you're writing academic tomes versus writing something that is for, I'd say, popular consumption, it's very different. So I kind of had to figure out where I wanted to write. And initially, I thought I would be writing about World War I and the colonial area, which is kind of my historic interests um, that go way back. I love that area. I've loved it all my life. Really enjoy reading about it. What I've ended up lately writing about is either current episodes or times in the the 60s. So there's some stuff I'm working on now that deal with the Vietnam and the Kennedys and Admiral Stockdale, if you know about him, the Navy pilot um, who was shot down in the Hanoi Hilton. So 
that's where I've kind of ended up with the nonfiction realm. And you do, you take a different approach to writing nonfiction than you would fiction, but there are similarities. You still have to identify your audience. You still have to grab your reader. You have to keep your reader flipping the pages. You have to have a start, a middle and an end. You have to have all these components um, <laughs> that are so obvious yet Sometimes they are absent. I've had I had one of my novels that I'm working on that uh, the the feedback I got from my beta readers was yeah I felt like you didn't end it <laughs> so I had to go back <laughs> and put an end again. <laughs> I guess so. Apparently, the other thing you need in fiction is an emotional arc for your characters. <laughs> and I just do. realized that not only are you the first man that I've talked with. Um, you know, in this project, but you're also the first former military person who, an academic, who has written in those worlds and a little bit of intelligence too on my side, um, who has transitioned to writing fiction. So this is kind of fun. I tell people that this is the most terrifying experience of my life. This is a lot more terrifying than hovering a helicopter over the night, over the water in the middle of the night. So um, the whole, how, how are you doing with the emotional stuff, bringing your emotions to the page? How's that going for you? So um, that, you know, as you, as you suggested, can be a challenge. Um, uh, particularly with some elements of my background, you know, the emotions that you know, from being a military pilot, that emotions generally are not valued. Um, and you, In you fact, have to, we'd prefer not to know about them. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not applicable to what we're doing now, so keep it to yourself. Um, no emotion ever won a battle, you know. Um, so writing, though, if you don't feel anything when you're reading it, it's going to be a dull read. Um, now, it can be informative. You know, it can be illuminating and be educational. It can be all those things. But speaking for me, although I do enjoy picking up, you know, those academic tones, sometimes it could be be a book as well as a doorstop. There's other times where I want to read a book that grabs me, that pulls me in, that I feel like I'm getting to know the people and I know the characters. And some of the best novels I've ever read and some of the best nonfiction books I've ever read when I get to that last sentence, I feel like I'm saying goodbye to a friend. Uh, I felt like I got to know somebody, you know, and they still surprise you. You never know what they're going to do next, but they have become real in some way. Yeah. So interestingly, when Nilafar and I first connected, um, I helped write the book proposal. And so it was about her first um, solo flight. Yeah. So that was, you know, trying to, to impart various components of what it felt like for her to fly. And fortunately, like I said, she is very expressive, very self-aware. I'm not a pilot, although I have flown uh, on many different types of aircraft in all different situations. I'm not a pilot. I have no idea what it's like to control a machine like that. And my, uh, I am always impressed uh, when a pilot keeps us in the air and gets us on the ground safely. So she was able to express those emotions, but there were other parts of the book. I let uh, Judy, uh, read it probably about three months into it for the first three or four chapters. And she came back and, you know, I hope this is appropriate, but she said, Adam, this is crap. She says, you, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be you up in a 
Yeah, you're going to start writing with a heck of a lot more emotion and dig down and start talking about all those things that you don't want to discuss. And I said, okay. And so for me, it was going back, listening to Nilafar, listening to her story, putting myself in her shoes. And I have a two-year-old daughter. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what if my daughter had gone through some of this stuff? You know, what would I be feeling for her? And so trying to put all that down on paper and looking at what I wrote and then saying not good enough and keep going again and keep going again, a little further, a little further. And as a writer yourself, you know that it's scary because you're about to expose yourself to the whole world. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) I say that to other writers and they're like, oh, no, this is not scary. Like, yes, it's terrifying. (laughs) If it's going to resonate with people, it's got to ring true and you got to write about what you know. 